Hello, everyone. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, the Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F., as in fellowship, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Connecticut. Today is Monday, March 14, 2022, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are in the foreword to the second edition on page Roman numeral XIX, the third paragraph. We will be reading and commenting on just that one paragraph only, which begins on the bottom of XIX with, while the internal difficulties of our adolescent and ends on page XX with began to return as time passed. Today's readers are Maura Z, Stacy H, Kathy S, Rick J, and Larry K. The share ID number for yesterday, Sunday, March 13, 2022, special edition meeting is 18,675, that's 18675, OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Maura Z to read the OA 12 steps. Good morning, Rebecca. Maura Z in Virginia, recovering from compulsive overeating. 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, 
praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. I pass. Rebecca Star One. Rebecca, please press Star One. Okay, Sorry. we're now going to ask. I, I, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can, Rebecca. Thank oh, you. I'm so sorry. I'm on a foreign phone and couldn't figure out how to get to the unmute. Um, it, uh, thank you, Maura Z. I will now ask Stacy H. to read the OA 12 traditions. Hi, this is Stacy H. from Virginia. Uh, and these are our 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trust and servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass. Thank you, Stacey H. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we resume our study of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous and we will be reading and commenting 
on the third paragraph on a page XIX in the forward to the second edition. Just that one paragraph only begins with, while the internal difficulties of our adolescent and ends on page XX with, began to return as time passed. I will now ask Kathy S. to go ahead and read that for us. Thank you, Rebecca. This is Kathy S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. While the internal difficulties of our adolescent period were being ironed out, public acceptance of AA grew by leaps and bounds. For this, there were two principal reasons, the large numbers of recoveries and reunited homes. These made their impressions everywhere. Of alcoholics who came to AA and really tried, 50% got sober at once and remained that way. 25% sobered up after some relapses. And among the remainder, those who stayed on with AA showed improvement. Other thousands came to a few AA meetings and at first decided they didn't want the program, but great numbers of these, about two out of three, began to return as time passed. And um, I, I love paragraphs like this um, that not only are we, I mean, obviously we're talking about AA and its growth, but I can apply this to my personal life. Um, you know, even in recovery, after I worked the 12 steps, I was entirely abstinent finally after years of deciding at first that this, this program wasn't going to work for me. Um, I did leave several times and tried other methods and failed completely and but I was one of those that came back and um, and and it, it works you know just like the statistics say and so but the internal difficulties of our adolescent period so even in recovery I'm I'm in this adolescent period where I'm learning how to live life without my addicted substances without my alcoholic food and um, and it looks a little messy. It's not easy, which is why I do a lot of 10 steps, because <laughs> I have to continually remind myself that the solution is God. It's not other people. It's not public opinion. It's not all these other things. And, um, you know, and as these are beginning to iron out and I'm continuing to work the program, what I see, you know, in, is public acceptance, acceptance from my husband, from my family, and friends, people who even in this program who are just who are seeing this growth happen. Um, the two principal reasons, the recovery, you know, I'm not compulsively overeating. I'm not turning to food like I used to. I'm not hiding. I'm learning to speak up. And the promises on page 83 and 84 are coming true in my life. You know, the feeling of uselessness and self-pity are being replaced by service and gratitude and I am starting to finally consider others and pray for them and think about them and their side of things. And so the fear of people is slipping away. Economic insecurity has improved tremendously. And most importantly, you know, how I handle situations that used to baffle me. I go to God and I intuitively know I have like some kind of a solution or response and realize that God is doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. And, and um, you know, the idea of reunited homes, my daughter, uh, you know, my oldest daughter took a turn, you know, and, and she fell in love with a guy that we never would have picked for her, so to speak, and, and is pregnant. And, and there was a lot, um, you know, yeah, a lot of 10 steps circled around that. But, but what happened was my, 
overall reaction over it, my acceptance, my peace. These are things that people, these have made their impressions everywhere. My mom, my husband, um, it's made a big impact in my family. And, and this, this is what is true for me in my life. And, and it's all evidence of God and this program. So um, I could keep going on forever, but it's my time. So I appreciate this opportunity. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Kathy. Yes. Now, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you haven't shared on a vision for you on Thursday or Friday and would like to share on the third paragraph on page XIX while the internal difficulties through as time passed, please press star one to unmute and state your first name and last initial. Angie? Melissa C. Kim B. Okay, hold on one sec before anybody else talks. I got Angie, Melissa C., Kim B., and then there were two names, and I already forgot what they are. Anita L. Oh, Abby yeah, Anita L. Anita L., Abby S., but there was a gentleman in there. Chris G. Oh, yeah, Chris G. Okay, so that's um, a good start. Angie, Melissa, Kim, Vanita, Abby, and Chris. Angie, go right ahead. Angie, I didn't get your last initial and we don't hear you. We have to press star one, Angie. Maybe I got the name wrong. Um, we'll have to move on. Melissa C. Sorry, I was muted and didn't oh. realize. Yes, it's it's Angie M as in Moon. Great. Hold off, Melissa. Angie M, go right ahead. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, yeah, a few words can be so powerful and this program really is life-changing. I've been in just since July and just sometimes I wish I could just see the changes from the outside um, because it just is amazing what listening to all of your encouragement, your words of um, strength and hope have done for me and I'm so thankful for each of you on the line and uh, just for listening to your struggles and your victories and I have young adult children who whom I I speak to almost daily and I am so thankful to be able to share with them um what I'm learning not not by saying I'm in this program, you know, I'm in a way and doing this or that, but rather just the words that are coming out of my mouth. Just, I'm, I'm so thankful to be able to share the positivity and the accepting life on life's terms and the, the education, the love, the acceptance, the recovery, um, the abstinence that the 12 steps 
and the big book are teaching me and all of that, all of what I'm learning from all of you. So um, just thank you all for your service and for being here for me. Uh, although recovered, you're just still reaching out and teaching and aiding in your own recoveries by helping others. I'm just so, so thankful today. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Angie M. Melissa C. Hey, good morning, Rebecca. Thank you so much for your service this morning. Um, Melissa C., I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I love this paragraph. I'm so glad that Kathy, um, you know, highlighted on this idea of the reunion, reunification of the families, but that's what, you know, <clears throat> helps sell this this program. It's It's more... You know, it's not so much um, the words that I say, you know, in the people's lives that I touch, but um, it's it's the different way that I'm living today. And, and I think back to my own family and what an impact my recovery has had. On Melissa, we can't hear you. We lost you, Melissa. Hi, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm there sorry. you are. Okay. I don't know when, when you lost me, but, um, you know, I just love this, this the idea of the reunification of the family, that that really is what sells this program far more, you know, than, and I think, like, to these to these men, you know, and women that, that these original um we're discussing the alcoholic, and you would think, sure, when you got sober, your family wants you back. Or, you know, for me, sure, when you when you lose a lot of weight, everybody's you know happy with you again. You you look good for the family again. But it's so much bigger than that. You know, I think my my own transformation within my family, how um, how we really have become far more united. That you know. Um, Prior to, to working these 12 steps and, and having a profound transformation, um, you know, my sponsor <laughs> told me once that um, that I was King Baby. And I was like, what? But that's really how, how I behaved, like the King Baby. And, you know, I think back to when my when years ago when my dad was, was sick and dying, my family kept it from me for a bit. And I was outraged, outraged when I found out and when I, you know, confronted my mother angrily. You know, here I am, my father's dying, and I'm mad at my parents, I'm mad at my siblings, and my mother said, we didn't want to tell you because you get so upset. And I was so angry at them. I thought, that's, you know, how unfair of you. You know, fast forward, what does this program teach me? I'm not the king baby anymore, um, and that's you know, and that's what that's what these steps were about. They changed me so that now you know my mother is is in her late 80s, and my my siblings have said to my mom, yeah, that that um that I'm the voice of reason now, which is that's a true transformation. Thanks, I'll, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Kim B.
Good morning. Good morning. My name is Kim. I am a compulsive overeater. Uh, Rebecca, thank you for moderating and doing service. This is actually the first time I am at this meeting live. Um, I came to my first meeting on Friday and um, was just overwhelmed by the outpouring of support and the women who talked me through the weekend and explained to me what was going on because I was like a deer in headlights on Friday. I had no idea what you people were talking about, except that you kept saying things that I do and that I feel. And um, I kept hearing my story over and over again. Uh, And what sticks out to me in this paragraph is is this statistic um, 50% of people who came in and really tried became sober and 25% after a little while became sober. Now, you know, these, I'm sure these statistics were generalized. I don't know if they like submitted them to a committee or anything. Um, And being an anonymous program, there's it's it's not it's not exact um the number of people who've come in and are here and are recovering but what this tells me is that there's a really good chance if i try if i follow the suggestions there's a really good chance that i'm going to get better and um it just gives me a lot of hope and with that i pass Thanks, Kim B. Vanita L. Hi, this is Vanita L., a recovered compulsive overeater in Georgia. So, yeah, it it was nice. I like reading and hearing about the history of um, AA, and it's just so inspiring to me how it started, you know, like from one person and, you know, become like a major force on this planet. The language of a of um, 12 steps, you know, has really infiltrated our culture. And I'm really grateful it was there because it has, I, I really believe there's a very good chance I would be dead if it wasn't for um, 12 step programs. And I'm so grateful to be relieved from the constant daily obsessions in my mind about my weight and um, the craziness of when I was in sugar and eating all that stuff. So, um, yeah, it's amazing how it fanned out and is spread around the world. And it's like 350 different types of 12-step programs, which probably missed most of them I never even heard of but anyway I'm super grateful for that and I'm super grateful that I actually um, left my family when I was young and um, left a family with two small children and here I am I mean I always stayed connected to them and supported them and there was like a lot of iterations of back and forth and stuff but 
Yeah, now um, being abstinent in Overeaters Anonymous for, I don't know, probably three years or so, you know, I'm back here reunited with my family and learning how to be part of family life. And I know that would not be going on if I didn't have um, 12-step recovery. I would be participating um, big time and adding to the drama. So the unification of the family is happening in my life too. Thanks. Thank you, Benita L. Abby. And I didn't get the first initial of your last name, Abby. Hi, good morning. I'm Abby S. in Michigan. Um, S S is in C. Yes. All right, good morning. Thank you, everyone, for your shares. Um, I, too, really liked the sentence. Um, of alcoholics who came to AA and really tried, 50% got sober at once and remained that way. So it's like, I have to really try. Like, I, it's not enough to go to meetings. It's what I do in between those meetings. Meetings are just one part of, like, the checklist of my day that I do. And I'm really, um, I'm really interested lately in just, like, the check the concept of like the checklist like the daily checklist of like you know the prayer and meditation did I make outreach calls for me now that I'm recovered outreach calls are doing my 10 steps and then being of service to others so it's a mixture of well there's a mixture in there it's like doing the 10 steps with recovered people so I'm staying connected there and then when I'm done then you know then I'm service to others so then I'm making outreach calls to newcomers and you know sponsoring and showing up in my own life for my family and my fiance and my dog and then it's also like just friends and program that I can make outreach calls to if I don't have any 10 steps so but then it's like showing up for the meetings and doing my step work and am I you know, am I making sure now that I'm recovered living 10, 11, and 12? But it's just, I really like this idea of like the checklist of like the daily things that I need to keep in the routine to make sure that I'm doing. And um, if I can't just coast along. Um, so I really noticed that those words and really tried because it doesn't talk about anybody in this paragraph who just came and didn't try. It it says of the people who came and really tried, then it goes on to talk about the percentage. So it's it's like a requirement that I have to really try. And you know, just the just the um the physical sobriety is work. You know, it takes work for me to prepare on the weekend to make sure that physically I can be abstinent throughout the week. I have you know a full-time job so on the weekend like I have to make sure that I have the things I need to make my meals to be able to just you know it's like step zero before I can even work the rest of the stuff I need to make sure that I'm set up in that way so there is a lot of work that goes into it but I'm so grateful for the routine and the joy I feel and I uh, would not trade it for the world. So thank you all for being here, and I pass.
Thank you, Abby S. Chris G, and then we'll take more names for sharing. Hello, um, this is Chris G. I am a compulsive overreader from Michigan. Um, I got to OA basically on accident. Well, not accident. It was it was not intentional, but it was through somebody that I met through AA, and they still seen the the behavior in me, even though I was clean and sober. They still seen the behavior in me, and they're like, "Come to a meeting with me," and it was just amazing just what I've seen at, at the OA meetings and how, um, well, I've been going to OA since last July and, and I, I love OA because it, 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 it's about the behavior for me and my behavior, my addiction goes beyond food. So, and it's, and it's funny because OA keeps me not only abstinent, but it also keeps me clean and sober. So I, I love OA with my utmost heart and, it's when I first started, um, oh man, I beat myself up and I'm, I'm one of those people that the only way I learn is I got to go through pain and God let me go through as much pain as I possibly could until I only had one choice or two choices, either die or get help. And that's, that's me. So I got help. And I never really noticed the transformation, but I know today I have peace and everybody around me has seen the transformation. And over here, I was miserable. I wanted to die. And on this other side, I have peace and God and abstinence. And that's where I'm at today. And it's amazing because today I chair meetings. Um, today I do service work. I got like 15 to 20 people on my God squad that I call daily. And it's just, I just can't believe my life today. It's just a miracle, and and, and it's all because of God. And um, I just wanted to, uh, a friend of my, a friend of mine stumbled onto this meeting accidentally and loves it. And they're like, you gotta, you gotta check this meeting out. And so that's why I'm here this morning, and I am just so happy to be here. And I just want to thank everybody. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Christy. If you haven't shared on a vision for you on Monday or Friday, I mean, I said the wrong thing, on Thursday or Friday, and would like to share on the third paragraph on page XIX in the big book, forward to the second edition, while the internal difficulties, please press star one to unmute and state your first name and last initial. Rick J. Gina? Rick and was it Tina? Gina, thank you. Donna K, Ohio. Harlan G. Donna K, Harlan G. We have Rick J, Tina, Donna K, and Harlan G. Anyone else want to get in the queue? Jackie A from Connecticut. Jackie A. I have room for two more if anybody wants to take those spots. Okay, 
Rick J, Tina. Kathy M. Kathy M. Sarah M. Nancy P. We'll see if we can fit you, Nancy, but I'm going to stop taking names now. Rick J, go right ahead. Good morning, Rebecca. Um, good morning, everyone. My name's Rick J. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Cary, North Carolina. Um, yeah, I, um, I too am, uh, you know, sort of focused in on the, you know, the really tried, but so my experience is that, uh, you know, I really identify in with, you know, with the, you know, the alcoholic section of this, because this is how I, I came into a 12 step program, um, you know, like over almost 35 years ago and. You know, and I can look you in the eye and say I hadn't had a drink and you know, in that time. And I believe that I just did just enough to not drink. And, you know, and having gone through the steps and working um, you know, with the sponsor and sponsoring people and you know, in my mind I truly thought that I knew everything there was to know about twelve step programs, recovery. So when you know, when um, my uh, my compulsive eating started getting out of control as I got sober and I ended up in OA, there was this arrogance, this, uh, this ego that I truly felt like I was different than you and that I knew more than you did about what it meant to, to have a spiritual awakening and work the steps. And that arrogance kept me bouncing in and out of OA for over 20 years until I finally had gotten, you know, um, beaten down enough to where um, that gift of desperation led me into making a call back in October of 2019. And, and I mean, I was, I was done. I had been in so much emotional pain and, you know, I, I couldn't go on like this. And I just truly, tried you know i i became willing to do anything and i simply started doing what everybody else was doing that had entire abstinence there was a part of me that just kept resisting that and i will say the one thing i did right in in oa is that i just kept coming back but for me today you know working this program looks a lot different i have to work this program a lot more diligently with a lot more intensity. Um, you know, I simply live in the steps one day at a time. And that, uh, that recovery, that spiritual awakening that I've experienced has transformed me. And, and it certainly transitions into my other 12 step program and the way I sponsor people in that program. So just wanted to say, I'm very grateful that, I went through everything I went through. I am so grateful I kept coming back, and I encourage anyone who's struggling to just keep coming back. But um, it works if you work it. With that, I pass. Thank you, Rick J. Um, we have Tina next. I didn't get your first initial. And then I just want to tell you the rest of the list since I didn't say it before. Donna K., Harlan G., Jackie A., Kathy M., Sarah M., and possibly Nancy P. if there's time. Tina, go right ahead. 
Thank you very much for your service. And everybody, <clears throat> excuse me, frog voice on the call here. I'm out on the Pacific uh, Pacific Coast here in Canada. Um, it's Gina, Gina V, and um, in Victoria, B.C. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'm so grateful for the meeting and um, everybody who's um, – who's on this line and really getting down to it in, you know, in our program. And I know it's my higher power and, you know, the fellowship and the steps um, and more than, you know, more than ever. Um, my um, time in a way I've gained come up and down and unfortunately my weight's up since my folks died. And I have a surgery coming up on Thursday and I have a hip replacement and I've had, a, I think part of it's due to my weight all my life, you know, but on the upper side, um, most of my um, experience and um, and so yeah so the left hip went great and the right hip replacement is due on Thursday and I'm just asking for your prayers um, for that surgery for um, that it go well and that um, you know hopefully I've been in enough God sees fit that I've been in enough pain from uh, you know it's been super painful these hips and that I can exercise and keep working my program with another successful surgery on my right hip so um yeah, thank you all again, and um, and God bless you. Thank you for your prayer. Thank you, Gina B. Sorry, I got your name wrong before. And yes, we'll pray for you. Donna K. Good morning, Donna K. from Ohio. Um, uh, thank you for letting me share, and thank you for your service. Um, I really, really love the reading this morning. Um, I have been around face-to-face meetings for a really long time. And um, since COVID, I've been in uh, the Vision for You program. um, And it's been uh, just an incredible turnaround for me. Uh, I had no idea that this disease that I have um, had roots that were so deep and so really, really down there. Um, I'm on the ninth step uh, on my like third trip through the 12 steps and it's just been a wonderful uh, restoration to a lot of family, you know, relationships. Um, But the most important one honestly has been the relationship with myself and um, I just feel the shame falling off of me (laughs) and I'm uh, grateful to start uh, growing up even after all this time but I'm a numbers person and I'm I love hearing about the progression of how we recover recovery rate is different for everyone um and uh, I'm glad to know that everything out of my past history has even been a positive contribution to my recovery today so thanks for letting me share and I'll pass thanks Donna Kay Harlan G. Thank you. Thank you very much, Rebecca, for your service. And I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. I took a look at this paragraph, and it says, of the people who really tried, 50% got sober at once, and the other 25% of the 50 remaining, half of them got sober after a while. That's 75% recovery. Now, as I look around OA over the last 43 years that I've been here, 
we can't talk about anything coming close to that. Not anywhere close to it. So what do I have to do to be in the group of people that are recovered? And it boils down to one word for me, and that word is priority. Priority. Nothing in this world takes precedence over my recovery. Now, I can hear some of you saying, but you don't understand, Harlan. I have young kids. I have a business. I have a job. I have a husband or a wife. I've had all those things, too. I've never had a husband, but I've had all those things, too. I own my own business. I still work. I'm not retired. But this has to be the priority. And on every airplane that I've ever been on, there's a beautiful meeting right at the beginning before we take off. And the flight attendant says, put your mask on first before you can help anybody else. Put your mask on first, they say. I have to put my mask on first. And how do I do that? I make sure that I work my steps. I make sure that even though I don't want to, I help other people. Now, I don't not want to all the time, but you, you get the idea that sometimes I just don't want to be bothered. But this is the number one priority in my life, so I do it anyway. And I find that when I take the action, the willingness comes along. But there is nothing in my life that takes precedence over this recovery process. Because if I'm not in recovery, I'm not a friend to my friends. I'm not a worker in my business. I'm not a person among people. I am an eating machine. And all I can think about while you're talking to me is, I wish you'd shut up so I could go get some more french fries. I wish you'd shut up and get out of my face so I can go get a bag of Chips Ahoy. That's what I degenerate to almost instantly. Instant, not almost, instantly. Take the word almost out of there. So the thing that sets me apart if I'm smart enough to want this is priority. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Harlan C. Jackie A. Hi, everybody. This is Jackie A. from Connecticut. Um, I want to thank the big book and everybody on these lines for teaching me constantly and to rely on a power greater than myself. Yesterday, I followed much advice of the rooms in regards to picking up the phone. I feel like in some ways it's easier as a newcomer to reach out um, then sometimes it is for 10 steps, and then it's like, oh, yeah, step one, duh, I'm, I'm an addict. Um, and, and my family has noticed an incredible change in the last couple of years. Like, I've spent almost half my life in social work taking that code of ethics, but I stayed away from the step work from recovery. I didn't understand step one. I didn't understand what it meant that – I was powerless, and instead I was trying to be too powerful in my family, and I succeeded at that, and I was domineering, and I had such resentments over the other family members that just didn't respect sovereignty, that nobody knew how to respect their own bodies, minds, 
emotions, nothing. And through in this program in the last like six and a half months, I've learned how to not just take care of myself, but walk peacefully among family members. Yesterday and the day before and this morning, like God was like just gently giving me messages. I've been struggling with a girlfriend who feels like family. And I realized like I'm not, I was not being available. I was not being undistracted, attentive, deeply listening to what was said, what was unsaid. I, I, I never really thought that I was being as selfish as I was or as, um, I wanted to be understood, and she, she she's mis- misunderstanding. I love her, but I was not understanding her either, and I wasn't seeking to understand. And that experience alone um, has really helped me grow a part of my family, even when I felt unapart. And uh, I just want to continue doing the work because I, I never would have realized I would have got to this level. And this morning was really, really beautiful, like, spiritual moment, so... With that, I look forward to more shares, and thank you, everybody. Thank you, Jackie A. Kathy M. Hi, this is Cassie M. I'm in uh, Ohio. It's Cassie, C-A-S-S-I. I was really struck today, too. I think a lot of us um, have been thinking about I'll speak for myself. I've been thinking about, you know, the rates of recovery and, you know, there's a nervousness around, is this going to work? You know, is this going to work for me? Especially those of us who've come into this program really beaten down and who have really feel like we've tried, right? We've tried everything, you know, every diet you can think of, every behavioral modification you can think of, um, things that are like tangentially, for, for me, you know, tangentially related to emotional and spiritual health thinking, you know, that's going to be the thing, you know, if I just go on this retreat or do this training or do this seminar or conquer this meditation style or do this different thing, I'm going to beat this overeating thing. And so there's for me a feeling of people who have really tried, you know, I have really tried. But when I think about my experience with um, this fellowship and the first time that I came in um, years ago, I didn't really try, but it felt like I did. It really felt like I was trying because I was struggling. And I was, you know, trying to figure out a food plan. I was trying, but I was trying to do all of those things on my own. And I was still relying on willpower. So it's a different kind of try. When I'm trying here is when I'm doing the steps as outlined. I'm taking direction from my sponsor. And yes, I'm going to meetings. And yes, I'm using the tools. But in my experience, the tools can feel like trying. You know, oh, I'm writing every day. I'm doing this every day. I'm doing that every day. But if I'm not really focusing on the crux of my issue, I'm not entirely abstinent and working through these steps systematically in order with another person in the way that they're outlined, then all of that kind of trying is for nothing. All of that kind of trying is just being busy. And it's like, what am I being busy about? I'm not, you know, as they'd say in the big book, I'm not burning up energy foolishly trying to do all of these different things that don't lead me to recovery when I can actually do the program, meaning the 12 steps, not just showing up, 
but doing the 12 steps with a sponsor um, and surrendering. So that's been really important mm -hmm. for me. I hope everybody has a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy and Sarah M. Hi, Sarah M. from Massachusetts. Can you hear me? Yes, we hear you, Sarah. Okay. Um, thank you. It's, thank you to all the folks that are working to make this uh, meeting happen. I'm so grateful to be here. Um, I started coming to Vision um, in January, and I, too, like um, one of the people I had said on the line was a relapser. And um, through working the 12 steps, I'm on step 10 right now. Um, I've come to the realization that I'm an adult that's also in the adolescent period, uh, learning how to live life sanely, clear, and abstinent. Um, it has been so restorative for my family. Um, I had an incident last night with my daughter, and I could immediately see my part in it, make an amends for her, and peace and love were restored between us, which I'm so grateful for. Um, you know, in working these 12 steps, it's given me such a window into myself, and I feel like a blanket is literally falling off my head. Um, I feel renewed. You know, today the principles of honesty and courage are paramount and in the forefront of my mind. Um, not food. That's a miracle. Um, and without this program, without working the 12 steps, I could never, ever see that, how lacking they were in my life. So um, things are changing for the better in my family, in my relationship with my husband. Um, it's amazing. Uh, I feel like I have a solution now. And God is at the top of, you know, the first part of my solution. Again, didn't realize that. Um, and then working these 12 steps, I have a solution of how to get through my life, you know, with integrity, honesty, courage, all the principles of the program. Those are my guides right now. Because I feel like I'm, if I'm really looking at the principles, I am living the way God wants me to live. I am I'm honoring his will for me. And I feel so good in my life with that, you know, having that solution, having that target. It helps me hold my head high. So really grateful to be here. Thank you all for your wonderful shares. We listen every morning, and I'm just blown away. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah yeah. M. Mm -hmm. Nancy P., it was meant to be. There's time for your share. Hi, good morning. Thank you so much for finding the time. Thank everybody for their shares this morning. Nancy P. recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. So I'm finally one of the large number of recoveries. Uh, it took a while, almost five decades. And, um, you know, I, I used to sit in meetings all those years, just fuming and resentful. But I never tried, really or otherwise. I never really tried or tried any other way. I just expected the recovery that I have today to be dropped in my lap. I looked around me and I saw all these other people had this wonderful serenity and I decided that they had something that I just truly didn't. 
I just didn't have it, you know, some chromosome, the Y or the X or whatever, I didn't have that. And I decided that there was something fundamentally wrong with me, that it was tainted. And today, you know, well, sort of over these years, I, I sort of thought like it was watching Olympic athletes. And I've heard about how many hours these people put in, how they basically give up their childhoods and, you know, their parents have to, you know, give up all this stuff for this, these people to, you know, finally reach the Olympics. And, you know, the people that I saw for all those years who I was jealous of and resented, they're spiritual athletes. They give up, Right. And I wanted this to be dropped in my lap, but I wanted to be sitting on the couch with a box of, box of cookies when it did. And, you know, it doesn't work that way because I was never trying at all. But when I really tried, really, really tried, I got better. I threw up my hands and said, I don't know. And I worked with a sponsor and I did every single thing she said to do immediately and as hard as I could. And I got better. You know, my husband has never said, honey, you are so different. It's so much easier to get along with you. Our family is so much healthier. But I know, I know that. No one cringes or avoids my glance anymore. No one, you know, finds something else to do rather than spend time with me. And I asked my husband if he's noticed any change in me, if he's noticed that I'm calmer or easier to get along with or any of that. And he's never quick to speech. He prefers to think before he speaks, unlike his wife. And, you know, he thought about it. He nodded. Yeah, that's all he said. (laughs) You know, nothing. But how did I get that? By really trying. Really, really. Um, You know, I did whatever I was told and as hard as I could. And how did I get there? Starts with S and ends with surrender. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy P. Time for two minutes here if anybody wants it. Vasa O, get a couple minutes? Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Rebecca, for your service, and good morning, everyone. Vasa, grateful will recover compulsive way to come from, Flor- from poor child of Florida, and I love the paragraph again this morning, the, the statistics that people have recovered. Well, I wanted to be one of the, one of the winners because I was dying. The, the disease was killing me. I did not know what was wrong with me when I came to Overeaters Anonymous. I knew there was something wrong, but I did not know what it was. And finally, I found out that I had a disease that's called compulsive overeating, which I could not stop eating. I tried to stop for years and years. And I had the allergy of the body, the doctor's opinion. I was so elated to find out Finally, there was a name, what I was doing, what I tried to do to, to stop by myself, you know. And, uh, yes, I grabbed on it because I didn't want to die. And I became abstinent, a cold turkey. I put the sugar down right away because I was told, I know it was a trigger, you know, at the beginning, of course, and ever since after that, and uh, I just threw myself in the program. As I said, I did not want to die. The beginning was I just wanted to get thin, and I thank God I stayed for the sanity, not just for the vanity. And it works. My husband reminds me now. He didn't want me to be in the program. He thought he should be enough for me, everything. He should be enough for me. Well, yeah, he didn't like it at the beginning because I was changing. 
And now he reminds me, don't forget your meeting tonight or don't forget your meeting this morning. So the change is a miracle in me, and I've seen the miracles in people's lives since I've been in recovery all these years, and I continue, I continue. I had a newcomer this morning started with me. She was so snappy. She's angry. She doesn't want to give up the food. But I took this one day at a time. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Rebecca, please press star one to unmute. You've been muted. Rebecca? Am I am I heard now, Katie? You are being heard, yes. Thank oh, you. Wow. Thank you. Uh, thank you, everyone, for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. The share ID number for this meeting, Monday, March 14th, 2021, 7 a.m. Eastern Time is 18,677, that's 18677. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Rick J. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Hey everybody, uh, Rick J. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and uh, yes, I uh, I got a little discombobulated there. So, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask Him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.